Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde, I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an amazing guest with us. It's my bro, my big bro from the University of Texas at Austin, now working at Accenture. My brother, Kanar, he's a senior strategy analyst at Accenture. He got his chemical engineering degree from the University of Texas at Austin. I remember coming to UT right when he was about to graduate. I took him definitely as a big brother, a mentor and a role model to me especially due to the fact that there are only one to five black students in each class in chemical engineering. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I know you're busy with work and everything. Yeah, for sure. No problem. I just got done working, so, so <laughs> we're good. Definitely, definitely. Are you working from home right now? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good. Let, let's jump right into it. Uh, first of all, what, what's your job consist of at Accenture? Um, so at Accenture, I'm in strategy consulting, which um, like really, it can be like a range of things. Um, so, I mean, what I'm doing right now is like basically working on a value case for um, a an aerospace and defense company. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is looking at um, like a number of different initiatives that we could implement at that company and how much value or how much benefit could be driven by each one um, like on a functional level. So like, um, or on a functional and process level So, like, we'll look at within finance, like, okay, how will this one initiative affect their accounts receivable processes? How will it it affect their, like, pricing um, and, like, every little process? And then, finally, like, once we get all those little pieces that we'll roll them all up and say, okay, this initiative can bring this much value. And so, we're building that business case. And then, also like building like a dashboard to show the 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 benefits of it definitely that's 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 amazing that's amazing and this is your third year right second yeah. year, Early oh, okay, third year yeah i remember you were when i came in I, when i was sophomore you were doing your senior year at ut then well, you graduated you just left at one time and i didn't <laughs> see you anymore <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, that's how it goes. When did your parents move from from Ghana? Um, so my dad came from my dad came from Ghana actually to uh go to school. Like he went to UT in the eighties. Um and then at some point after he finished his degree, he went back to Ghana. Um and soon after, I'm not sure exactly what year. But after that, so probably like late 80s, early 90s is when my parents moved um, 
moved to the to the states. Okay. Wow. Do you, do you ever go do you ever go there or you never went there yet? Yeah, so I've been there three times now. The first time I went, I was a baby. The second time was like 2009, I want to say, or no, 2000, 2004, 2005. Um, so I was 10 years old. And then this last time I went, just like last, last year, um, December last year. So I've been three times. Okay, nice. So I, I know you are, since your parents are from Africa, like, Usually we have a system like that. Even though we, even though we moved here, right? We live in the United States. Parents try to instill the African discipline in us, right? The African make sure that we have that culture in there. How was how was growing up for you here in the United States while also trying to maintain, uh, trying to instill that African culture in you uh, by your parents? I mean, it was like. It's definitely tough at sometimes. Um, so I had a lot of friends whose parents like weren't like didn't really um, like didn't really you know like treat them the same way. Like didn't like hold them like you know like discipline them and you know things like that. Um, so a lot of times like, I couldn't really do what what I wanted to do with my friends and things like that, but. I mean, I feel like for me, at least it wasn't like, it wasn't as bad as, or my parents weren't as strict as like what other parents were, especially when I started getting like a little bit older towards the end of high school. Um, so like, as I got to that age, like I started to be able to do more that I wanted, but it was good that they had been like really strict on me before, because then at that point when I started getting more freedom, like I knew, like I feel like I was a lot more responsible than some people. Um, so like I didn't really, although I could have, like I had the like plenty of opportunities to like basically ruin my life at that point. Um, I was always able to like steer clear of things like that. So, and, and I feel like that's the discipline. Usually, they instill a good discipline in us where. At certain age, you can't think by yourself and know that's not something you want to do, right? Right. Yeah. I know. I know. In the household, definitely education was an expectation for you. But how far did they did they really uh, instill that? Is that is, was it like whenever you come home, let me see your grades, or it's like I know you should you know you should do best, and you they let you do whatever you can. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. For me, like school was always, I was always like really good at school. So I don't think my parents actually like ever, I, I don't think I ever really had that situation where they wanted to see my grades. Like, I mean, whenever I got grades, like my report card or whatever, or whatever, it would be more of me like wanting to show them. Or if I got like a test grade back, it would be more of me wanting to show them because I did good on it rather than them like asking to see it. Um, but yes, I mean, in terms of like making sure I did my work and stuff, whenever I was like a little bit younger, I remember my parents, like they wouldn't let us watch any TV wow. like Monday through Thursday. Um, and so, I mean, that really, I feel like that, that instilled like a really good, like really good 
work ethic because even now I don't really do much like that on the weekdays. Like I'm always working or like trying to do something more productive. Um, but yeah, so then I feel like it, they were pretty strict on that type of stuff like whenever I was younger. But then again, like I said, as I got towards the end of high school, when I started just like doing those things on my own and like being responsible and getting my work done on my own, they kind of eased up a little bit. This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It doesn't matter what you start out with. It matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And pay it for. That's my definition of that example. You decided to go to engineering, but did you always know that you wanted to do engineering? Or is it like, where did the motivation come from? Um, so I feel like I, I always want, I always know I wanted to do it, do engineering. Um, it may have come from my parents wanting me to do engineering. Um, because I know like whenever I was entering high school, like my parents put me, like they put me and my brother in an engineering camp, like summer camp type thing, where like we went to um like a college a university in austin and like went through like a three summer program to learn about like or basically like a pre-engineering program where we learned about like different um like foundational topics in math and science so from there it was like pretty like it was pretty set in stone that i was going to be an engineer but then before that i'm not really too sure where it might have come from it was just always it was always a thing basically Wow. Where did you do your high school again? Uh, Pflugerville. Pflugerville. Wow. I almost went there, bro. Like, uh, in high school, I mean, I came to the United States when I in ninth grade, and uh, I, I went to Beaumont, Texas. And okay. I in Beaumont, Texas, but my junior year, my uncle who took me in when I came here was about to move to Pflugerville for his job. But mm-hmm. He almost moved, but I ended up staying until after I graduated. Okay. Cool. That's crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. So from I know Frugaville, it has a little bit. Uh, what's the percentage? Is it more white majority? Um, honestly, I don't know. It probably is. Yeah. Mostly white, but then I feel like at least for like in my experience in my high school, we had a pretty good mix of like black people, Hispanic people, um, like Asian people and then white people too. So I feel like it was, I mean, my high school was pretty, had a pretty good mix, but I know there were other high schools in my district that were like more white or more black too. So I feel like it, I'm not really sure.
But it varies, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So from Pflugerville to UT Austin, 50,000 people and like 8% black students. What, yeah. was, what was the most surprising thing you found out when you arrived on campus? It was pretty like shocking, like just like so many people um especially so many white people um because like like you said there's only like a small percentage of black students so pretty much every black person once you see them like that's a face that you'll know um it's pretty rare that you see like i mean after you like you get through a good amount of time it's pretty rare that you see a black person that you don't know yeah um but then on the other hand, with white people, like every single day, you see a thousand white people that you've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. Especially but, in the engineering classes, like you were the only one in most of your classes, right? Right, yeah. How, how was that experience like, just being in the classroom, but also uh, when, you, when there is project, project to do, when you have to make a group, and office hours, like how was that experience for you uh, during those times? Um, so, I mean, for for me being in class, like I was always, I think pretty much in all my classes, like I pretty much did everything on my own. So right. when it came to like, uh, like having, like studying with people and things like that, at least in like the early years when it was a little bit easier, um, I did pretty much everything on my own. So being like the only black person in my classes, it really wasn't a big thing. Um, but then in my later classes, when it started getting more challenging and I like needed someone to, needed to like study with people, I did have, like there was a couple of black people that I was like coincidentally like very close with even outside of um like outside of chemical engineering yeah so um I would either like just like through through studying with them like I I would be connected with like a few other people that they were closer with um so through that I got to know a little bit or I got to know a few more people um but yeah I mean I feel like there is if I wasn't the only one, there was either like one or two other black people in my classes that I was able to like, uh, just like automatically connect with. So. Do you feel, is it because you were smart or is it like the fact that you didn't feel like some people wanted you in the group studies and stuff like that? Did you ever try? Because there are group studies going on, friends and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was more of just like not really feeling the need to um, to like not really feeling the need to like um, to make like just to like make connections with those people. So like, I mean, I would go to class, pay attention, and leave. Like I wouldn't. I know a lot of people stuck around the chemical engineering building, like the computer lab and things like that in the study rooms and would like get like just hang out all day and get really close but no i would go to class and leave right after class yeah. um so i mean i wasn't really around there all the time and i think i wasn't really i was never really concerned about 
you know, like wanting to join someone's group and them accepting me and things like that. So for me, it was more of just like, I mean, I didn't need, I didn't need them to help me. Yeah. So I just did it. I would go home and do it on my own. Do you feel any imposter syndrome though in the beginning or intimidation when you came in? I know you've been smart uh, since high school, but yes, being a class where you were the only one, did you feel like sometimes you wanted to ask some questions, but you decided not to? Yeah, I mean, I felt, I did feel that sometimes. Um, I think one thing is that whenever I applied to UT, like they didn't admit me into the engineering school. So I ended up transferring into engineering after my first year. Wow. And because cool. of that, yeah, because of that, I was like, there was like the, the majority of the people in my classes had been through the first year in engineering. So like they knew each other, they had, they had like been given some like more foundational, um, like they had learned more foundational concepts to the stuff that we were learning, like the second year and onwards. They knew the professors, like they knew, like they were just more like they were more um connected with everything so um i don't think it was ever i don't think i ever had like any issues of feeling that i wasn't smart enough it was just that i felt that some people had a head start um and and that was the main thing really wow bro that that's hard like starting somewhere and then transferring I think that's even harder because you have to prove, you have to get a 4.0 GPA somewhere like mm -hmm. So what was that, that first company that you interned with? Um, so the first company I interned with was called CH2M Hill. Okay. Um, but now they, they were probably like a year or, or a couple of years ago, they were acquired by Jacobs Engineering. Okay. So they're a part of Jacobs Engineering now. The second one was Accenture, right? No, the second one was Capital One. Capital One, wow. Capital One is big, bro. Why did you get, they didn't give you an offer back for full time? Uh, I, did, I didn't really want to go back. Um, wow. Space I culture, I mean, yeah, some things I experienced with the culture there were not, not great. How hard was it for you to get a full time uh, before, after you graduated, basically? How hard was it to get a full time? Um, so, Actually, I got my full-time offer before I graduated. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it took a lot of, like, it was, I worked really hard though. my, like, at the beginning of my final semester. Um, it was, like, a lot of, on top of school, there's, like, a lot of um, just, like, recruiting activities, like, going to events, practicing for case interviews, um, doing the actual interviews, traveling for interviews, uh, like all that stuff. It was a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that that semester or that like that period of the semester, um, like I worked really hard to get just in order to have like, to know I was solid, like I had a job, a job offer before graduating. So I wouldn't have to worry about it like after that's amazing that's amazing for the young people who's listening like he's talking about like getting a job before he even graduates that's like getting an offer in high school before you go to right. college right <laughs> so you committed before you even graduate that's awesome that's awesome and that's uh one big perks uh 
in engineering. Usually after you do internships, you get, they offer you back a full time before you even graduate. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, bro. This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It doesn't matter what you start out with. It matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And pay it for. That's my definition of that So moving to Accenture, uh, you decided you took a full-time offer to Accenture. How hard was it for you to adapt? So at first it was actually really hard. Um, like you realize, I realized that whenever I started working, um, that the days of the week, like Monday through Friday, like compared to college, you feel like you have so little time um, because automatically like your day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or even longer sometimes is like occupied by work. Um, So then like figuring out in that time, that few hours that you have left, um, like, you know, when am I gonna work out? When am I gonna eat? When am I gonna like do, do the things that I'll usually do on a normal day and still have time to get to bed early enough to like not be tired the next day when I have to wake up to get to work at 8 a.m. again. Um, That was tough. But then on the other hand, I realized that I had a lot more time on the weekends um, because usually during like throughout college, you're doing homework or studying or something, at least on the weekends. But when you're working ideally or usually, like you don't have much to do on the weekends. So that was that was a big change. But um over time I've gotten gotten more used to that. Um just like so it, it really taught me to manage my time a little bit better. I think I can like managing time is still something that I'll I'll hope to improve on. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the the major adjustment was just managing time. Definitely being an adult, but uh, one thing I want to ask, so in, in those kind of spaces, usually in, in engineering companies, right, uh, those big companies, you don't see so many people that look like us uh, there. Do you feel like you had to work uh, twice as hard to be accepted by your colleagues once you started? Uh, and do you feel like it had to do anything with your the color of your skin? Um. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, there's definitely, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, Um, I feel like because there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of um, 
I mean, I feel like a big a big part of succeeding in consulting is relationships. Mm-hmm. So like if 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 this like really high level like executive likes you, then like you're gonna get better opportunities. Like you're gonna get to meet people that are like in positions to to help you more. Like it's it's gonna work in your favor like a lot. And then whenever, um, and so whenever like those people are the same people that were in like that, you know, that white fraternity at UT that you were in and their, their kids are in it too and things like that, it's like really easy for them to see like that, you know, like that white frat guy that just started and make that connection like within five minutes they're like they have a solid relationship already and they're gonna like like automatically call on that person for whatever opportunities or whatever whereas like for me it's a lot harder because one whenever I meet those type of people it's like we have nothing to relate on like what am I even going to talk to you about um and then whenever it comes to like meeting people that are that I would have more to more like more in common with there's just like so few of them that that like is super unlikely and then on the other hand like there's a big and I mean it's it's really not even it's just not really um it's not really ideal or fair because like whenever one black person gets in that position like they're somehow expected to help all other black people. Wow. You know. So it's I mean, it's definitely tough in that in that way. Definitely. Um, wow, wow, definitely. That's crazy. How do you think like how important is it to get young to for young uh black men male and females to, to really get into engineering and to get into these spaces like how important should we how hard should we push them? Like, how important are they to, to really make this decision to go into this type of jobs and really come in these spaces? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's extremely important because um, whenever you, like, you know, get these type of degrees and, like, work these types of jobs where you're learning so much, like, getting experience, and setting yourself up to do like even bigger things in the future like having more like more black kids come through there is basically one of the only ways that we're going to end up with more black leaders um so i feel like in order for for um just like to build to to build the influence of black people in the important leadership circles it's extremely important definitely. um yeah definitely definitely so one question that i like asking uh in my opinion there's no bad mistake right there's a, there's a great mistake and uh the great mistake is making a mistake that is so bad but you learn from it and become a better person what has been your greatest mistake so far that you can think of? I mean, so I won't, I'm not sure if this is like a mistake, but one thing that I'd learned is that like you can't, 
it's just like not to not to be um like you you really have to like put yourself first sometimes like you can't i mean like i'm the type of person that like i like to give people the benefit of the doubt and like um like really you know like try and be accommodating of other people but I feel like there's times when people like will really, 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 really take advantage of that. So like you always have to remember that no one, like no one cares about your career or your future as much as you do. Or no one like, yeah, like no one will will put in the effort to drive your career and things like that as much as you will. Like no one has a bigger stake in it than you do. So for that reason, it's really important to always remember that, that you need to be like your, you need to be your own biggest like fan or, or supporter or whatever. Um, and really always think back and, and re like, look at whatever you're doing, look at your actions and make sure that you're putting yourself first. Wow, that's big bro, that's big bro. Because sometimes even your family, they really care about you. Like they want the best for you. Mm -hmm. But the, the advice they give you is what they think, right? And at the end of the day, no matter what happens, if you fail, the only thing they're going to do is, I'm sorry for you, I'm praying for you, right? Right? But if you fail not doing what you think you should do, that's even worse because you're you going to blame yourself. So might as well do what you think is best. One yeah. thing that I would say is like, Whenever you get advice from somebody, your parents, or even your enemy, think about it, analyze it on your own terms. Take the good and leave the bad, right? You grew up, from growing up, right? You had a dream of being an engineer. You want to be an engineer, and you, you really worked hard since then. You got into the number three, maybe number three, number three chemical engineering schools in the nation, which is UT Austin, and you performed well you, you did well, you did the right thing all along, and you graduated from it. And that's, for me, that's called excellence, right? And one thing I wanna talk about is black excellence. There are so many definitions of black excellence, but what does black excellence mean to you? Well, I feel like black excellence is like you see it and it can be, you can see it in many different ways. Um, but I feel like it just comes from like the fact that, like that we can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. Um, so like things are always stacked against us, but we still, achieve you know achieve the same things that that others do um i feel like one thing that my my mom like always says it still says sometimes is that like um like she'll like literally like point to my arm or like point to her arm and be like because of this the color of your skin you have to work like twice as hard like you have to work so much harder but like always know that you can do whatever, like anything that you want to do, you can do it. And so I feel like 
that's what black excellence is to me just the fact that although things are always um like stacked against us we still are able to you know just like go the extra mile or you know carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve mom is amazing bro yeah right bro thank you so much for giving me your time i know i know you'll be working all day and you still uh, give me your time thank you so much yeah, for sure I made the black queen's grace continually mesmerize the millions who couldn't see it when looking into her eyes. And the black man's plight no longer be the disguise. Oppression and masculation, they want to castracize it. I just want to be me. I just want to be free. I just want liberty, equity, and democracy. I just want to believe in the good of society. I just want to believe that they ain't been lying to me. I want equality. Want no more poverty. I want people to tell you it's more black people in jail for committing crimes. The blacks and whites are committing equally. I want the corporate interest to crumble before my feet. I want them to stop selling your rights to powers that be. I want a third term for Obama we'll never see. No Democrat, no Republican, me, I want unity. I want the righteous voice speaking to my community. Don't listen to what they say and look at what they say to see. I want you to know the truth, but for that you will have to see. All people are beautiful, but you best know my people are beautiful.